Well, for this episode of the Raw podcast, something a little bit different. Richard Geary, who did play senior football for Richmond in the mid-1980s, but he also earlier played for the Richmond Little League. And in fact, his father was the coach in the 1970s of the Little League. So here is my interview with Richard Geary. So, uh, Richard Geary, thank you for your time. That's a pleasure, Ed. The Little League. The Richmond yeah. Little League. Yeah, that's where it all started. Yeah, the, uh, my, my, my dad was involved with the Little League. Was he? And, uh, yeah, he was, he was actually... Well, he was, he was uh, friends with Ted Soderblom, well, I think, yep. as you know, Ted, you probably sure do. do. Yep. Um, yeah, they'd play, I think they played together in the Richmond Amateurs. So they formed like a friendship there, and um, I'm not sure... The Little League was obviously going at that stage, it, so they got involved there. He, Ted was coach and my dad was the manager. And um, my brother, older brother, played in it. And um, then I played in it. And my younger brother played in it. So it, was, it became a family thing. And wow. yeah, it was, it was great. It was like a... Uh, it literally used to be run like a club you know, on its own. Really? Uh, its own identity and everything. It's different from today because you know, today it's still the Yoskick stuff. Because back in those days, it was, um, yeah, it was run like a club. So we had our coach, which was Ted, and manager. And we... Recruited play. I didn't recruit. I suppose we had like a, a zone. I suppose or anyone could just come up, turn up, and, and play. And, and we trained to train every Friday night at uh, Pun Road. <laughs> you would train him for it. Yeah, yeah we trained every Friday night. We'd, my mum would put us in a taxi. There was about three or four of us. Put us in a taxi, and uh, off we went to training. And that, Dad would meet us there, and we'd train. And it was fantastic. You know, you really felt part of the club. You felt like you were playing playing for Richmond. You know, yeah. you were eleven years of age. <laughs> When you were training at Richmond, I mean, what would a training consist of? Oh, I, I can't remember, but I, you know, it was just, I suppose it was just, you know, skills, and Ted, Ted was a very good coach, actually. He was, he, he was um, you know, would focus our skills, our kicking, and probably probably did some drills and things like that. But back in those days, too, the Little League played the whole ground, so... Oh, really? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, you to, uh, so, so, hold on, you played, the, what, you played the whole ground of MCG, for instance? Yes, and Waverley. <laughs> played on huge grounds. So you'd be playing for four to two seven minute halves and the whole ground and obviously sometimes you wouldn't even score. Yep, I was gonna say they'll be quite low scoring. <laughs> Where did you play? What position? Uh, I was always sort of an on ball type wingman type player, so yeah. Um yeah, I was always in that type of position. Um but we had we had a very good team though, didn't we? Um won the premiership in seventy four and um Played finals and yeah, so it was all exciting stuff. Now, can can you tell me who you beat in '74 to win the premiership? Uh, we, we beat South Melbourne. Oh, at what yeah. at MCG or? Um, oh, yeah, well, we didn't play in the finals time. But I think the, the final was played um, it was the last time in the way or during the home away. Oh right, uh, yep. yeah. So um, yeah, but I'm pretty sure it was held at the MCG. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, it was fantastic, you know, celebrations and back of the club and a couple of, couple of pies and a can of cake. And <laughs> please, please tell me they had the Richmond theme song too that you would sing after the game, is that right or not? Yes, 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 we did, yeah, we'd sing, sing the song and, yeah, did all that sort of You're stuff. You're right, it's, it's, it's like a club, wasn't it? It was like its it was, own club. It was, it was a club. Um, yeah. You know, we'd have, we'd have best and fairest and all that sort of stuff. And we, I actually recall we even had end of season trips. <laughs> <laughs> Surely <laughs> not. It, Jumped in a bus and we all had our yellow and black tracksuits and up to Swan Hill. Swan Hill. <laughs> we got up to Swan Hill and um, I think we even must have played games up there against um, 
you know, some of the local... The Swan Hill was part of the Richmond zone. So um, we'd go up there and play play games against some of the uh, the local junior teams up there. Yeah, so it was really good. Now, really, good mem- really good memories. I just need to ask, how, <laughs> how did you end up with the Premiership flag? Oh, but must have been just through my dad. Um, yeah. He obviously gave the flag... And, uh, it's a big flag. It's a huge flag. <laughs> For a little league. Yeah, yeah. Um, and somehow I uh, just ended up at our place. And, and um, my dad passed away when he was, he, was, he was quite young. He was in his mid-40s. And, um, so the flag just must have been put under the house. And then mum passed away six or seven years ago. And we were cleaning out her belongings and um, came across the flag then. And it's sort of been... And then I... I, I um, took possession of it and just put it down in the back of our house and mm. I found it one day I thought I must, I must take this down the club it's no use just being in, down under the house gathering dust and you know I saw they got the photo as well and so I um, <laughs> when, when I when I was reading news that the, the museum was being renovated That's and right. all that sort of stuff so I thought I must get down there and, and drop it in and, and so I eventually did and yeah. No, they'll, they'll wrap to have it, which is which is good. I said to Roland, it's one of the, it's possibly the greatest memorabilia piece I've ever seen of the Richmond Football Club. Just <laughs> <laughs> the actual flag and the yeah. size of it. I'm like, we need to build another museum just for the size <laughs> of it. It's gigantic. It is. It's huge. But it's, it's the missing flag, you see, mate. Big one. It's the missing flag. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you might better tell me. I think the nineteens and the reserves and the seniors all won um, premierships that year. Yeah, yeah, you did. You're right. Yep. And I think the under 17s won too, whatever that was, okay. the Richmond yep. United or whatever they were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go, the, the missing flag is returned. It's the, the, yeah. um, it's a set now. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's the greatest year in the club's history, without a doubt. It's a set. So yeah. thank you for returning it home. <laughs> and then, then, I, then you came to Richmond. You came to Richmond at such an interesting time because it was smack bang in the middle of the 80s. Yep. What are we talking, 84, 85? Uh, pre-season 85 when I arrived, yeah. So I'm guessing the club, A, financially wasn't great? No. <laughs> because by the time Dad got there in 88, you know, it was just a shambles. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was probably poorly managed and poorly ran. I mean, how... Can you give me an example of how bad the, just the club itself was at the time? Uh, Either financially or, you know, could you tell it, it wasn't well, travelling very well? Well, probably... Only on reflection, I think, you can... In hindsight, you look back and you think, geez, you know, it was, it was pretty bad back then. But um, when, when I was there, um, you know, it was my first taste of, of AFL senior, VFL senior football, even though I played under 19s. Um, um, it was my first taste of, of, of um, you know, doing the pre-season and all that sort of stuff. I did, did a pre-season at Fitzroy. All right. Um, so Fitzroy and Richmond, I suppose, weren't all that different. So my experience of the two was similar, I suppose. Whereas if I had maybe have gone to another club, yeah, um, it might have been completely different. Yeah. So my, my experience wasn't all that different. So wasn't, my expectations weren't... I was just wrapped to be there, I suppose, and wrapped to be given an opportunity. But, that, but upon reflection, that, you know, um, I, I think there's no doubt the club was, was poorly managed. and um, I, I think there was a, a real lack of leadership back then and the, the decisions were, were made on an ad hoc basis and... People were coming and going, and yeah. You're talking about players or more officials, uh, ad- administrators? Uh, yeah, well, coaches, obviously. You know, <laughs> I got there, and um, Patterson was coached, oh, and then uh, he left, and then Sproul was coached, and he was there for one year, and 
Tony Jewell came back and you know, and then um, he went and then your dad took over, didn't he, after that, after Tony Jewell? Yeah, I was going to ask, did, did, was there a crossover there or had you no, left by then? No, no I'd, I'd, left, I'd left by then. So, there, you're, so, so you were at the club for how many years? I was only there for um, 85, 86 and halfway during 87. And you had how many coaches? Uh, well, I had, well, Patterson was coach, he didn't coach the actual season, he was, he left halfway during the pre-season. Oh, did he? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was yeah. there, pretty sure he was there sort of November when pre-season started, and yep. then before Christmas, he might have only been there a few weeks, and, uh, and then he left, I can't remember if he was sacked or left on, off on his own accord, but... Probably most likely sacked, I think, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> and then Paul Sproul came in, and... Um, who I thought was, was doing a fantastic job, Paul Sproul. You know, really, um, he was—he he knew what direction he wanted to take and was going down that direction and developing the young players. And, yes. Uh, and then, for whatever reason, he uh, he got the boot, and then Tony Jewell came back. So, yeah. who was? I don't know if you can remember. Who was the the president at the time? Uh, um, you didn't I, have Alan Bond, did you? No, Neil. Neil. Neville Crow. Yes, right. Okay. Yep. No, uh, hang on a minute. It was um, actually Alan, Alan Bond rings a bell. But I, I can never recall him being there, but it was definitely. Um, I think he was only Barry, there for Barry, half a year. Definitely Barry Richardson. That's right. Re- yeah, because he got in Sproul. That's right. He got in Sproul, and then and then I remember. Um, well, I saw on that uh, documentary, the Mike Sheen documentary, that uh, he wasn't he wasn't all that comfortable with getting rid of Sproul. Yeah, and I think he made it. When I spoke to him for my book, he, he said that. Uh, he had promised Sproul, I think, two years or something That's like right. that, and That's so right. he couldn't then go on himself That's <laughs> after right. the yeah. club got rid of Sproul. Yeah. So I think while he was away, yeah, on holidays or something. Yeah, and Barry Sproul left, I think then um, Neville Crow took over. Yeah, that's right, I think you're right, actually. I think Nev came in about the 87 or so, yeah, yep. or 86. Yeah, yep. Did you see uh, Graham Richmond? Uh, no, but Graham Richmond, I saw him going back to my, going back to my dad. My dad... Uh, he uh, grew up in Richmond, and he had started a business in Richmond, and used to drink at the Vaucluse Hotel, <laughs> who, um, which Graham Richmond owned, and yep. Francis Burke worked there. Right. Graham Richmond. Right. So I, I, I remember seeing Graham Richmond at the hotel. Right. Not, not so much around the football club, but <laughs> um, and I, I recall meeting Francis Burke at the hotel as well, and I, I recall going up to upstairs where Francis might have been living at the time mm. um, when he broke his leg mm. and I remember going up there and um, visiting Francis and might have, might have even um, put my name on his uh, on his plaster cast on his leg <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> best yeah, wishes so. get better yeah Richard I like oh, that yeah and, uh, <laughs> and uh, then, uh, a few years ago I played in one of the, those uh, games I had uh, um, before the you know, the past players games oh the legends games yeah I oh, played great. in one of those Few years ago, and Francis Burke was coach. <laughs> and I, I was talking to Francis afterwards, and I said, "Do you recall my dad?" And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "I remember your dad very clearly." He goes, "He used to drink at the ball clues and, and then I told him the story about going up to visit him with his class, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah I remember being up there with the legging plaster." And, and uh, yeah, so it was, it was really good catching up with Francis. Did you ever? Did you ever meet Jack Dyer? Uh, no. I can't recall meeting him personally, but I certainly remember seeing him around the place, yeah. Yeah, because he would sometimes hang around the club, you know, and as, as you do sort of later in your life, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, One of the great things about playing in the Little League was you, you, you mingle with all those people that 
you know, you grew up to the back of Richmond, you just grew up, you know, being your heroes and you at half time you'd or just before half time you'd go into the rooms and get changed right. and half time you'd run out and and then after the game, because my dad was the manager, I'd sort of hanging around and I'd be in the rooms as well and, you know, you'd be there and Francis would walk past and your dad, Kevin, walked past and you just go, geez, and you're just there amongst them. And that was one of the great things about playing in the Little League too. Yeah, I was interested to know whether, you know, after the game, whether there was an interaction, like you would come off, you know, after half time, would yep. you still be there after the game while the players sort of cooled down or did you go up in the stands and watch as a team or was, did everyone just do what they wanted to do? Um... I think most players just did what they wanted to do. Because um, your parents would have been watching and everything, I guess, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. And because my dad was a manager, yeah. we, de- we definitely hung around, and we were, you know, we were, we were mad, passionate Richmond supporters. So we we hang around and uh, watch the game, and then yeah. yeah, my dad my dad would often go into the rooms after the game, and I would I would be there, you know, sort of mingling with the players, and and um, yeah, so that you know. So do we know why Richmond was the team that you or your father followed? Um, well, as a as it turned out, he he married um, for Carlton as a young youngster, <laughs> and uh, he he grew up. His first few years were up in the country, right? A place called Bort, up in um, up past Bendigo Way, and they were on a farm. His old, he, my grandfather was a farmer, and the, during the 1950s drought, they had to leave the farm, um, and they lived, they moved to the city to find employment, and they moved to Richmond, and mm-hmm. so my dad. Moved to Richmond, all his neighbours and all his school friends and everyone back to Richmond. So he finished up back from Richmond. So and um, so you just follow what your father follows. Just, just follow what my father follows. So did you have a um? Was there a particular hero that you liked, a player that you admired, growing up? You had a um, duffel coat or a new jumper? Uh, well, I certainly uh, Michael Roach was a, oh, of was a real uh, fan of mine, and um, I remember having the uh, the that mark of the. Just one of those marks of the century up on my wall oh. next, to, next to my bed. So before I go to bed, I'd look at Michael and dream about taking a mark. And <laughs> so he, Did he, you ever yeah, take the Specky Richard? Oh, no, I wasn't, I wasn't a high flyer right. myself. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember taking one good mark and I played it worried a bit, but that was about it, I think. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was more waiting down the bottom waiting for the crumbs, Brett. <laughs> well, that's probably the best, as my dad would say. You know, just let the officers do the work and then just pass it to you. That's it. So when you came when you came to Richmond in '85, who who brought you to Richmond? Uh, I was playing at I was playing at Mitcham at the time. Yes. So um, I played Fitzroy in the nineteens. Didn't make the senior list. So then I went off to um, I played at Coburg for six months in the VFA, but didn't like it. And someone that I was going to college with at the time, their brother was president of Mitcham. So that's how I ended up at Mitcham and um, was in Richmond zone. And so oh, I played, for, uh, yep. played 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 for a year and a half, and uh, someone must have been watching one of the games that I played in, and and then uh, got in touch with me and asked me to come down and do a pre-season at Richmond. So that's how that's how that eventuated. And did you was it was it difficult for you to break into the senior side? Um, it took me half a season. Because I'm guessing who who were you sort of contending against to get a to get a role to get a position? Well, I suppose I was. I was Played on the wing, half forward type position. So I suppose um, none of none of the, the more senior players, but players the same sort of year um, age, and that was Michael Pickering, I suppose. Yep, yep sure. Who I'm still a friend of. Um, you know, we were probably competing against other each other a bit. Um, another one, I suppose, at the time was uh, Trevor Poole. 
Yes, yes. But, um, um, Peter Chikaski oh, at the time. Yes. Um, Stephen James at the time was. Bomber James. Little, yep. Just in, I still say Bomber a little bit. Um, yes, yeah, so those sort of guys. Uh, so you made it in, you know, uh, halfway, you know, during the season. Yep. Um, everyone remembers their first game. So yours yep. was against. Uh, North Melbourne at the MCG and uh, started on the bench oh. and came on and um, the instruction was to run with one Schimmelbush. Oh, <laughs> welcome to football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, run with one Schimmelbush. Yeah, so, so you are doing that, not doing that role. Um, yeah, so, I uh, don't know if it lasted the whole game. Um, I remember one of my first kicks was uh, found myself free on the half or flank and having a shot for goal and um, I think the ball went out, and went out in the full. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have been good for the confidence. No, no. But yeah, that, that was that was my first game which was which was obviously a big thrill and Did they win? Do we uh, no we no we lost. Mm. We lost well we did lose quite a few games at that stage, didn't we? Yeah, but then we actually did okay in that year in nineteen eighty five. I think we I think we might have won um, close to ten games I reckon. Finished Finished about maybe eighth or ninth or tenth on the ladder. Well, that's not bad considering yeah. where we were ending up. You know, a couple of years later. Yeah, I, I, re- I recall we were pretty competitive. You know, in, in that year, and um, as I said, I, I really felt that Paul Sproul was on on the right sort of path. Um, yeah. So it was a little bit surprising that he he got the flick. And I was, I was actually interested in watching that documentary. Tommy Aiki said mentioned also that he, he felt that Paul Sproul was hard done by. But, felt that he was, he was a good coach. Yeah, well, I think Paul Sparrow still thinks that, and I think he rightfully, rightfully should, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you came in with what number for Richmond? I started, started with 51. 51? Yeah, 51, yeah. I'm looking here. No one had a higher Guernsey number than that. Oh, no, no, Dean Notting had 58. I had Dean Notting, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, and he only played a, <laughs> two games that year. Yeah. 51. 51, and then uh, the following year I ended up with uh, number 14, so... Oh, that's not bad. That, that, that was a vote of confidence, I suppose. I was going to say, that's that, that had potential, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was uh, Bruce Tempany's old number. That was too, you're right. Yeah. Well, they must have thought, you know, you're going to be around for a while. That uh, didn't prove to be the case, no. but anyway. <laughs> I'm guessing in 85 you would have seen Rioli play. Rioli? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, he's probably the best player I've ever played with, I reckon. I was going to say, how great was he? Fantastic. And I, I actually finished up playing a fair bit of footy with my receiver in South Fremantle. Right, was so he still I, playing then as well? Yeah, yeah, he was captain. Oh, he right. Back, he came back and um, I went to went over to Perth in 1988 yeah. um, to play for South Fremantle and Morris came back in that year as captain. Yeah, so I, I got a, got to play a fair bit of footy with Morris. And I'm guessing he still had the ability. Oh, he was, he was, he was a freak. And his younger brother, Willie, played at that time as well. Right, yep. Um, and we had quite a few Aboriginal players in that team. We had blokes like Peter Matera playing, um, uh, Wally Matera, Peter Matera, yeah. uh, the Rioli brothers. Um, so we had a, you know, a few uh, very good Aboriginal players, and they were just... I really enjoyed to play with because they had such special talents, and Morris in particular. Mm. Um, was, yeah, he was really good and, and a great captain and a really, really good bloke. Uh, good, fond, good fond memories of Morris. And you would have also 
play with Michael Roach, who you had on your wall as a child. Yep. Did you tell yep. him? Did you tell him that? Did I you? probably did. I probably did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thought, this is yeah, a bit surreal. Really, really terrific bloke, uh, Disco, and yeah, really enjoyed playing with him. Yeah. Who, do, you, do you remember who your reserves coaches were? Yeah, Peter Welsh. Oh, really, Peter? Yeah, yeah. Wisher was coach with um, when Tony Jewell was coach, and before that it was Hogan. Oh, Peter Hogan. Peter Hogan, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. He was reserves coach when uh, Paul Swell was there. Yeah, Wilsh has passed on. Yeah, he had cancer a few years ago. And Peter yeah. passed on, has he? Uh, sorry, Hogan? I've got a feeling he might have as well, yeah. Yeah, something makes me think, because I think he was sort of... Um, he was... Because he came to Richmond around about the same time Dad came. Yep. In the mid-60s, and they were vying for sort of like the same position sort of thing. Right. So, uh, Wilsher as a coach... Yeah, Wilsher was good. He was, you know, he was very passionate. I was going to say, passionate. <laughs> yeah. Really, really spoke from the heart and got you know got the players playing for him. He was a, he was a real players players man. Yeah, so yeah, I enjoyed playing under Wisher. He was good. Yeah. So, so is it fair to say your best year at Richmond was probably eighty six? Eighty five was a good year. Right. Um, that my first year, I, I, I recall doing pretty well on the reserves, best and fairest. And then once I got into the senior team, I didn't. I played every game after that. And then eighty eighty six, um, Tony Jewell came. So I changed your case, you had to um, earn your stripes again, I suppose, and, and it took me a little while to break back into the senior team. And I got back in sort of halfway through the season again, and then I think I finished up playing most of the rest of that season as well in the seniors. Um, and then 87, um, I maybe played a couple of games in the seniors, and then for some reason, Tony, one night at training, told me to go pack my bags and leave the club and never come back again. Really? And that was it. <laughs> yep. So, sure. that, was, that, was, that was how I finished up leaving Richmond. So, I still don't know to this day why why, why I was told to leave. But I happened out in the training track. We were training and he stopped training, called us in, explained some sort of drill and I think I asked a question and he flipped his lid. That was it. Well, he was, he was prone to a little bit of um, anger, wasn't he? Tony now and then. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. Is it is, uh, it, is it something you, you want to sort of find the answer to? I would like to, yeah. I, I would like to find out from Tony why mm. that happened. I suppose, yeah, I mean, it's a long time ago now, and I'm, I'm, you, you get over it, and that's, that's fine. But it's sort of, oh, it's, uh, an, it's an unanswered question that you say. No, no, and, you know, I suppose your, your dad was in a similar position, <laughs> and you, you, know, you, you love a club, and you play for a club, and... You know, he was obviously played a lot more games than I did, but it, uh, the situation's similar. You, yeah. you feel like you're a little bit betrayed, and yeah. you feel like you would, would like to know some of the, the answers to some of the questions you have. Ha, has, has the opportunity ever arose where you've no, crossed paths no. or anything? Or? No, oh, right. hasn't, hasn't ever. So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe one day I will and find out if he remembers the incident, which I'm pretty, pretty sure he would, and um, find out. If he can, if he, whether it was just yeah. a, a, mo- a bad moment he had, or yeah. whether there was an actual reason, whether I did something wrong, I can't, don't know if I did something wrong or not. Yeah. But I'd, I'd like to find out if, it, if that is the case. And so that was it. You didn't return to Richmond. You you then went, I think, Footscray. So, yeah. Well, right. well um, you know, I got, you know, had left the club, and the next week it was in the paper <laughs> um, about this incident, yeah. and. Um, um, the next morning after it was in the paper, 
Mick Moldhouse rang me from the from the Bulldogs. And, oh, um, right. He was coaching the Bulldogs, and he, he said, oh, I remember the game that you played against at Whitton Oval against Tony McGuinness. And he said, oh, you played a good game, and I just re- remember that. And if you're interested, I'd like to get you over the Bulldogs. So that's that's where I went after that. And But to be honest, Brett, I, my heart wasn't in it. Yeah. And I, was, I was probably still a bit devastated of what happened at Richmond, and I just sort of played out the season and not really... Yeah, sure. Not, not really uh, putting putting everything into it, and, and at the end of the year, I, um, they cut me off the list, and that's when I finished up over playing at South Fremantle. Just one of the last questions because I'll let you go. Is, isn't it interesting how Moldhouse remembers you from that one game, in a sense? You know, he's coaching yeah. the, or he's, he was coaching opposition, and I'm guessing it's '86. I'm just looking at the stats here, and uh, isn't it, I just find that fascinating that he sort of it's triggered in his mind. Mm. And then he's reading the paper or whatever it is, and he's put two and two together and thought, you know, maybe we'll bring him across, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was the reason he, he um, said that. And so, you know, I think uh, I think that is the case. Sometimes you just happen to play, particularly if it's a, you know a young player who hasn't played many games, and you're playing on, you know, someone like Tony McGuinness had a reputation, and you play a good game, and I suppose it sticks in their mind. Do you remember the game yourself? Yeah, I do actually. Is that a win noble? Yeah, I, I think. I got a feeling we might have even won that game. Right. Um, yeah, so I had to got some memories of that game, yeah. yeah. Um, I should yeah, end... So, sorry, go on. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's how, that's how I ended up at um, Footscray. Yeah. And then let's not forget, you, you ended up as well at West Coast. Yeah, well, that was that was a, another story again. That's, um, <laughs> I went over to play for South Fremantle, and Stan Magro got me over there. and. Um, oh, Stan, yep. And uh, I played the one year at South Fremantle, and we we um, made the finals. We were beaten in the first elimination final, um, and I had a pretty good year at South. Um, and then they used to back in those days. They I think it was the early days of the draft. Yes, and yep. they used to have a like they used to call it a pre-season draft. I think it was held around about February. Yep. And I think one of the rules that was stipulated in that draft was. You can only draft a player that is playing senior football at another club. Right, yep, which yep, you yeah. are eligible right. for, yep. Yeah, and uh, I was sitting at the draft table and West Coast had had a pick and, and um, I don't know, my name was there and they, I was there and I was eligible and they called out my name, so that's how I ended up at West Coast. And, um, yeah, so I wasn't expecting it. No one, had, no one had called me from West Coast to say that they were looking at me or anything. And yeah. Just had a phone call to say it. Wow, out take, of the blue. In the draft, out of, out of nowhere, so, yeah. Yeah, so life changes there a bit, off to, off to Perth. Yeah, yeah, so it was good. We had a, yeah, really enjoyed Perth. It was a great couple of years over there. And, um, had a couple of games at West Coast, which was good. And, yeah, and came back and finished up playing at uh, Werribee in the VFL. Oh, right, great. Yeah, played with the Tigers. Had to go back to another Tigers. It's, it's like a full circle thing in a sense, isn't it, Richard? You know, you yeah, yeah. Start with right. Tigers yeah. and, and end with Tigers. That's probably yeah, the best start with the Start with the Little League and end with VFA and Werribee Tigers. So there you have it, what it was like to play for the Richmond Little League in the 1970s. A reminder, please, if you're listening to this podcast and you've got a spare moment in iTunes, if you could just put a little comment about how much you're enjoying it or what you're enjoying about the podcast. And if you can, Click a couple of those stars, preferably five, to um, show us how much 
you enjoy listening to the history of the Richmond Football Club by those who were there. So thanks very much for your time. Until we meet again, good thanks.